around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are starting off this year, um, you know, really just focused on more and more of the presence of God to obey Him and do what God has called us to do. And with that, we are thankful for those of you that listen, that are partners with Terry Mize Ministries, that are believers, you're faithful in your local areas, to your churches, and the work of God that's going on there. And um, most of all, we're praying that you're going to at least be a believer that knows how to pray (laughs) and be able to, if you can't get to church, you can pray. If you can't give, you know, $1,000, you can pray and believe God. But today, we just want to talk to you about where we are, 2019, January, brand new year. God's always got great things. You know, Psalm 139, darling, says that all of our days have been written in a book from the very moment we were conceived. It says before there was ever we ever lived any one of them, God already has a plan. We know the devil has a plan, but we want to go with God's plan and be smart enough to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, here at the start of the year, I just always think the end of the year and the first of the year is just right. such a great, great time for Christians to totally yes, reevaluate is. some things, totally reestablish some things, to go right. back to some things that they know that they know that they know right. that God told them to do or that they determined to do. And right. uh, and I just always think this is a great time of year. And, of course, we're making the podcast today from our beloved Mexico. Yes. Here we are at 7,000 feet <laughs> in Mexico City. It's still breathing. Uh, we're, we're here with our dear friends, Wayne and Martha Myers. Absolutely. Brother Wayne is 96. Miss Martha is 91. Uh, still preaching, still going strong. Right, and right. Wayne is having his annual January conference or convention <coughs> where he brings in pastors from all over this nation That's and right. even a few foreign countries come in and, and some gringos like us come in from the right. States. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, for years we've had it, I've been at this conference for so many years and now you have fruit too ever since we've been married. And, uh, for so many years it was in a church, uh, starting in, in a, in a good size, large church and then went to a much larger church. And this year, Renee, we are at the World Trade Center that's in right. Mexico City. My, 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 my. Who would have thunk it? 47 oh, uh, uh, or 72 years, excuse me, it was 1947. Right. Uh, 72 years ago, Brother Wayne came to this country. And uh, here he, it was, he was living in a chicken coop. He was just a young man, fresh out of World War II, came to Mexico and was living out behind some people's house in a chicken coop. And uh, now here oh. he is having... Uh, this conference this year at the World Trade Center in a salon or a venue or an auditorium that holds 5,000 people. And not only does it hold 5,000 people, they have 5,000 registrations. That's got to be a record of some kind. It really is. I've been to a lot of conventions (laughs) in a lot of places around the world and all over America, all the United States, and I don't think I've ever seen a place that had... (laughs) had the same amount of registrations as they do seats available. Right. And uh, so here we are, Mexico City, World Trade Center, 5,000 people. Uh, most of them most of them are pastors, are ministers that uh, Brother Wayne has creased their lives or touched their lives or marked their lives in his 72 years of being here in Mexico. And, of course, he's been my mentor and spiritual father and friend for 50 years. I met him when I was 18 years old in 1968. 
and uh, here it is 50, well, this is 51 years now. Mm-hmm. This is actually my 51st year in ministry. We're right. beginning this uh, <laughs> this year. My uh, goodness. And this is our second uh, podcast of the of the year. Oh, right. And uh, starting off in Mexico. We usually start off our year in Mexico uh, at this convention with That's Brother right. Wayne, and then we go on and minister other places here in the in this great nation that I love so much. Well, there's a lot to be done around the world, and it's going to take all of us. And I, I always want to exhort the people of God, anyone listening, to know your value and how important you are in this generation. If you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, I would encourage you to go read like the, the book of Ephesians and realize how much God has in store for you. Realize in Romans 8 how much God has planned for you, that he wants to partner with you so that he can take all of heaven's resources and cause your life to work together for good. You know, the the enemy wants to bring so many things into our lives that are distractions, that are um, hurdles, uh, unforeseen things. All of a sudden, you're you're slapped with some bill you didn't know you were going to have to pay, or there's a medical crisis in the family, or even something legal. Um, there becomes a complicated, as uh, Proverbs calls it, a knotty problem. K n o t t y. And you and I, as believers, have to be mature enough to know that what is happening is that the enemy is trying to distract us, hinder us and eventually stop us so that he can kill, steal, and destroy. No, that's right. (laughs) Everything that you're trying to do for the kingdom of God. And you just have to be smart enough to be and be emotionally and mentally mature to realize that this is a very serious life or death threat, and it's not just the emotional crisis for your life. You know, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet, and the only thing that gives you and I a leg up, (laughs) and any level of authority is the fact that Jesus Christ, we ask him to come live in us. Oh, absolutely. We ask him, that God Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth. Yeah, I've always said it's not fair to use the name of Jesus, but I do it. Right. It's not fair to use the name of Jesus on the devil, but I do it. It does give us the leg up and the advantage in getting done whatever needs to be done on planet earth is that we have the unlimited God of the universe living on the inside of us. Exactly. We have the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. We have That's the, right. the covenant of God. We have the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I mean, we, we've got the word, the cut. We, we win. Exactly. That's exactly right. And it's what causes each and every one of us, out of seven and a half billion people on the planet, to cause an, any distinction and authority in our life so that, you know, I, I was telling a pastor last night here in Mexico City, we were at dinner with several pastors and Brother Wayne and Martha, and I said that, that what I want to see in the realm of the Spirit <laughs> is what happens. I would love to see what happens when a believer walks in to a hospital or to a, a schoolroom or to an office or somewhere, and hell has got a plan in place and how they scatter, demons scatter, when a Christian who, that they know in hell, you know, like that sermon, you, you know, you've always preached about, you know, does hell know your name? And does hell recognize when you're there that you become a threat immediately? Have you made headlines in the newspapers of hell? Right. So that when I walk in there, and have demons, you made headlines in the newspapers of heaven? No joke. You know, I mean, there's and you know, Christians used so to do that, but I don't think, I don't think not so much. 
No, and I, th- I think <laughs> that's he, why I think at the first of the year we need to really evaluate, regroup and yeah. reevaluate. Exactly. And, you know, I, I preached a message many years ago at my friend Joseph Prince's church, New Creation Church in Singapore, and uh, which of course is Joseph has become world famous now, and his church, huge church now. Um, but I've known Joseph since he's a, a teenager, I guess, and uh, he's always been a, a, a friend, and, and I'm like a spiritual father to him. He's one of my young lions. But uh, I preached this, this message at his church years ago. I just finished a, uh, a pastor's conference up in the jungles of Burma and, uh, and, and into Thailand. But uh, uh, it was called Setting Your Course. Right. Setting Your Course. Right. And I tell you, Renee, at the first of the year is the time for Christians to That's set right. their course or to reset their course. Because if we don't watch out, uh, just as year passes, year after year after year, and and, and we go to work and come home, go to bed and go to work and come right, home and go right, to bed right. and year passes and days pass and months pass. There's a cooling down if you don't watch out and a, and a, and a slowing down. And in fact, you could even say a dumbing down of the Christian's right, life to where right. they, they're, they're surrounded by so many worldly people That's right. that they just begin to act like them. And That's if you right. don't watch out, you, you, you start acting like those folks you hang around with. Your, your mama used to tell you that, that you're judged by the friends that you keep. Yeah. And, uh, but, but, you know, if you don't watch out, you just hear all that talk all, all day long, day after day, week That's after right. week. You hear all the, all the things that they say, all the things they're talking about, all the things they're thinking about. You know, they're thinking about just the news or they're thinking about just politics or they're thinking about, you know, just how to get ahead in life or they're thinking about, you know, who's the next girlfriend or the next boyfriend or the next uh, conquest or the next whatever. And, and Christians hear all that garbage and all that nonsense and pretty soon they start smelling like the world and thinking like the world and talking like the world and acting like the world. And so their their spirituality dumbs down. Their Christian Christianity dumbs down. Right, right. Their power certainly dumbs down because right. they no longer believe the power they used to believe. Uh, and so when they walk into a hospital, like you said just a moment ago, uh, I'm not so sure that all the devils care so much anymore. Because t- my dear friend T.L. Osborne told me decades and decades ago, he said, Terry, always stay till the devil leaves. Always stay till the devil leaves. And so many times, uh, Christians in today's society, uh, they don't take any time at all. They don't. They don't spend any time in prayer. They just rush in. Their friends in the hospital. Their wives in the hospital. Their kids are in the hospital, and they just rush in on their lunch hour and say, you know, Lord heal him. Lord bless him. I call him healed. I declare he's healed right, by the stripes right, of Jesus. Right, right, and they turn around and walk out. They didn't spend any time in there at all, and they certainly didn't stay till the devil left. Well, the devil it, just moved right. over in the corner when they walked in and waited for them to get through, and then they left. The devil knew they'd be gone in three minutes, so he he moved over and took their place <laughs> and just kept on doing what he was doing, and the and the Christian didn't stay till the devil left, and so therefore there was no victory, and, and the Christian wasn't something that put fear in the hearts of hell. Right. It just said, hell just said, oh, here's a little hiccup. A Christian's going to come in and say Jesus three times and leave. So right. we'll give them time to do their little charismaniac thing, and then we'll continue doing what we're doing. Where a real Christian, a real solid word of faith, on fire, no, turned right. on, tuned in, devil casting out Christian, walk in there and clean the place out of devils. Well, there's certainly a quality of Christianity that we want to enhance and help you achieve as we're doing the same thing. You know, I mean, I, I want to have more and more and more, Stay on setting your course. you know, about, um, you know, doing, uh, setting our course exactly the way the Holy Spirit uh, leads and guides us and directs us to do so that we're not influenced by the wrong things in the world. We actually have set our course 
to follow the Lord in a higher standard. Oh, absolutely. We make an absolute decision. That's why it's so important at the first of the year to set that course. You know, as I've said many times, you set a course by the church you go to. I mean, if you go to a good Bible-believing, right. hand-clapping, foot-stomping, glory-shouting, right. devil-casting-out church, a hot church, yeah. <laughs> uh, as opposed to a lukewarm church right. or a cold right. church, where right. you go down the street to the first church of the frozen chosen or the first church of the frigid air, uh, just because they've got good music or good lighting or right. good uh, singles program or good whatever else, uh, you make a difference whenever the chips are down and the devil begins to attack the church you go to makes a difference. You set a course by the church you go to, whether no, you're right. going to win battles or not. You okay. set a course by who you marry. Exactly. You know, you marry somebody, we all know you marry their family. Right. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, Samson uh, wasn't satisfied with God's women. He, he right. would go to his dad his mother and say, go get me a Philistine woman. Go get me one of those painted women over there in the Philistine camp. They'd say, son, you're a, you're a Nazarene. You're a judge of Israel. You're called by God. Uh, you, you've got you've to have God's girl. Don't, don't, don't take those, the devil's girls. Take God's girl. And he, he was so disrespectful and dishonorable to his parents. He said, you go get me those, those Philistine women that I want. And so, of course, they did. And, of course, he died. He set well, a course. And it does. He set a course it does. in his life. You and I, as believers, uh, one thing about us, we are autonomous, and each of us has the ability, as we were saying, to to literally um, carry around with us all of the things of the kingdom of God. Oh, absolutely. And our decisions count. We can't blame somebody else. We can't uh, be in a position to where we're always uh, out there blaming somebody for how things didn't work out for us. We're the ones that have the authority. We don't have to we don't have to depend on anybody else. But God literally wants you to make choices, as Terry's been saying here, that he crowns the year, you know, like Psalm sixty five, I think it is, he crowns the year with his bounty. And I've yes. always seen it like November and December, January and February. That's the top of the clock. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's the top That's what of the I said, crown. The first of the year and the end of the year. It's always that area there that should cause reflection and then consideration about what's not been working, things that need to go need to go higher, things you need to leave off, things you need to add on. All of these things are by the Spirit of God. And that you, if you'll develop a sensitive spirit to that, to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, then God will be able to minister to you both, um, you know, uh, by reproof, by correction, by comfort. All of that will come down on the inside. Middle of the night last night, I just, I just woke up and I heard, you know, this wonderful scripture over in Hebrews. It says that we need to warn, admonish, and encourage one another daily. Everything about the Word of God is to make you better. Sure. It's to help you do it sure. better. It's not just have a have a better house, a better car, but it's to be the better person and it's to be the, the person that's more filled with God and more aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit and be able to discern what God's trying to do. Um, we, you and I were talking just a little bit here before the broadcast about how we can, you know, Jesus talked about what? No faith. Then he talked about little faith. Then the God kind of faith. Oh, yeah, he had different levels of faith. Yeah, he told his disciples, <laughs> he said, how is it you have no faith? Right. And then he said, oh, ye of little faith. And then Romans 12 says every man has the measure of measure faith, of which faith. is average faith. Right. And then he said to two people, Jesus said to two people, they weren't Jews, they were, they were Gentiles. No, that's right. And he said uh, that they had uh, great, great faith. faith. He said, I've not seen such great faith in all of Israel. I mean, among God's people, among the Jews. That's right. As these two Gentiles have. And then, of course, uh, 
uh, Jude says, uh, right. when you pray in tongues, you build yourself up in your most, most holy, holy faith. faith. Yeah. And, then, and then Paul said uh, uh, that if, in, in Corinthians there, that in 1 Corinthians, if, if I had all faith that I could move mountains. Right. And then Mark 11 brings it back to us where Jesus said, if you have the faith of God, right, the, God the God kind, kind of faith, faith, you can move mountains. You can cast mountains yes, into the sea. Yes. He said, you need to have. And he told us to have it. He didn't say you could get it or you should get it. He said, have the faith of That's God. That's right. And the margin says the God kind of faith. That means it's yours. Go get it. Uh, well, that tells us two things. Yeah. Jesus, by Jesus saying have the God kind of faith, it tells us, number one, there is a God kind. Right. There is a God kind. There's a right. higher level. Higher level. And he tells us that we can have it. He wouldn't say have it if we couldn't have it. So it's available to us. So that scripture, Mark 11, uh, is just so powerful, I think, because he said, have the God kind of faith. That tells us there is a God kind, and it tells us we can have it. Thank God. And you and I, nobody, um, there, there isn't any prejudice, you know, towards who can have it or who cannot have it. It's for every single person. And one yeah, scripture. Whosoever will, the Bible says. For, there's one scripture that always I love so much in the Amplified. It's Ephesians 3, verse 19. It says that you... Um, might have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. And you know, surprisingly, the next verse says, for God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you could ever ask or think according to that richest measure of the divine presence that's on the inside of you so that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think by what comes out of us, no, absolutely. by what's down on the inside of us. And if you go read that prayer of Ephesians, Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3, beginning about verse 14, it's amazing the enticement that is laid out there by the Holy Ghost for you to have the best levels of God. You know, for 15 years there in Corpus Christi, where Dean and I were pastoring, I had a radio program called Raising the Standard. Sure, of course. And <laughs> that's everything Covered about... a huge area all yeah, yeah, over 50, South Texas watts. and all, all into, even in Mexico. Yes, and, it, and even over Southwest Louisiana. So there was coverage there, and lots of people heard the Word of God, especially at a season and time in South Texas where there wasn't really a lot of voices preaching about faith. And I am so grateful for the opportunity that I had doing not only to do that, but the scriptures over in Isaiah, where Isaiah said, get the stumbling blocks out of the way of the people. Like Terry would say, when you're around the world all the time and you're hearing all their garbage and their filth, they're going to pull you down to their level. I was telling Terry this week, I said, you know, between Hollywood um, all of these higher education universities and Washington, D.C., it's a wonder anybody in America even has a conscience. Oh, of course. Because of, course. of the lowering of the standard, the dumbing down of everything, of eat, right down to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you and I have got to be people that are absolutely ready <laughs> to raise a standard because the greater one lives in no, you. Right. You know, you know the, the, I was just going to say this one verse over there. I think it is, what is it? Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord my God in the midst of me, me is, is mighty. mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over me with joy and he will rest in his love and he will joy over me with singing. There's a lot of stuff going on in the realm of the spirit and on the inside of us. He's all the while at work trying to get something done, not only for us to help us 
live our life, but do something through us so that we can preach the gospel around the world. No, absolutely. But you know, we're trying to talk about in this podcast about setting your course, and we were talking about it quite a bit before we started the podcast. Just just different areas. Here it is, January. That's right. That, Set that your we course. need to absolutely it, raise it's your not, standard. The world calls it a New Year's resolution. Yeah, no. And, but, and we all know people don't keep those. And so we're not talking about making a New Year's resolution in the New Year. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about establishing out of your spirit. Yes, establishing out of the, a course, spirit, setting a course one. for 2019. That you're going to read your Bible more. You're going to pray more. You're going to be around Christian friends more. You're going to be in church more. Uh, you may have to get rid of some friends. Right. You know, I remember whenever I was a youth leader in Midland, Texas, and I, I, uh, my youth group was was a big group, and it uh, outnumbered the pastor Sunday morning service after a while. And and I had four friends, really good friends, and uh, they would come to the youth group, and they'd be uh, just you know just Christians and you know praising and singing and everything, and uh, and if and if I was with one or two of them, um, I'd keep them up to my level, right, right? You know, and we'd go out to for coffee, or we'd go out hunting, or we'd go out doing different stuff, you know. Exactly. And as long as I was with one of them or two two of them, then I had no problem having those guys up to my level. And they talking like me and acting like me and thinking like me. But you know, if you joined, if 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 a third one joined or the fourth one joined, then it's like they it's like they were a pack of lions where they thought, aha, we can we can we can go to this lower level. We can pull Terry down, right. you know, instead of him pulling us up. Right, right. And and so after a few months, I, I begin to realize, you know what, I can't pull all four of these guys up, if they all gang up against me, I can't keep them up to my level. Exactly. And, and they keep trying to pull me down to their level, yet, yet if I get rid of one or two of them, then I can pull the other two. And so finally, I just made the hard decision, Renee, and I just said, I'm getting rid of these friends. Right. You know, I loved them, loved them dearly. Sure, they still came sure. to church. They still came to the to the, to the the youth services. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, I just didn't go out with the four of them anymore. Because I just thought I am not going to go out and, and fight this fight sure. of them trying to pull me down instead of me trying to pull them up. I'm just not going to. So I actually set a course and and got rid of those guys as friends. And it was a hard decision, a hard thing to do, but uh, but it was well worth it. I look at it, it fifty five fifty three years later now and think that was a good decision to to, no, to do right. that. Uh, I would love to have been able to pull all four of them up, but you know right. once they got together, the four of them, then they they just start to. Uh, talking and thinking and acting like the world and try to pull me down with it, which I absolutely refuse to do. Well, and the, So and we have so, to establish and right. set our course. And especially and for this year, it makes some choices, the th- right. things you will do and want to. You know, I've taught teenagers probably all my life because I started off as a youth leader. And right. then all these years, as you well know, over 20 years, I took, I took teenagers to, to foreign countries and taught them to win souls. So I spent lots of time ministering to teenagers right. and and i've always taught them something that, that, that many of them have thanked me and thanked me profusely for over the years come back to me as adults and say brother terry thank you so much for what you told us but i always talk to them about along these lines i said i said you need to draw some lines in your life you need to draw some lines and you don't need to do it when you're out with the crowd you don't need to do it when your hormones are running wild you don't need to do it when you're when you're drinking or or, or are being distracted, but you at home or at church in prayer need to draw some lines and say, I will not, so help me God, I will not cross this line. And you cross those, you set that boundary and those lines uh, whenever you're sane, whenever your hormones are in check, whenever your, your brain's working, uh, and whenever you're in prayer, and you say such, things such as, I won't be out past this time. 
You know, I'm not going to stay after three, four o'clock in the morning because nothing good happens then. You know, I'm going to I'm going to be home and in bed by say eleven o'clock or, or twelve o'clock or whatever, right. whatever it is. But you draw a line and just say I I don't cross that line. And then you say I don't I don't go to these kinds of places. Cross don't cross that line. I don't party with these kind of people. I don't cross that line. I don't drink this. I cr- don't cross that line. I don't I don't shoot this, snort this. I do not do these kinds of things. That's I do right. not go with these kinds of girls or these kinds of boys. I don't have premarital sex. I don't cross these lines. Now, if you make those decisions when you're sane mm-hmm. and when you're in prayer and when your hormones are in check. Then those decisions are already made, and so then later when you get with the crowd, right. you get with the group. You're at the basketball game, the football game, the, the party, the dance, the whatever. You're, when you're in that situation and somebody says, hey, let's go here, then you don't have to think about it. That's right. You're not pulled. You don't have to call your parents. You don't have to, you don't have to think about it. You say, oh, no, I've already made that decision. That's I don't cross right. that line. No, thank you. I don't go there. Hey, let's drink this. No, I've drawn that line. I don't. I don't drink that. Let's shoot this. No, I don't shoot that. Uh, let's 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 do this party. No, I don't do that kind of party because those lines were already drawn. In other words, you have set a course when you're sane and sober and sound and and in front of God that you determine. I have set this course. I've drawn these lines, and I refuse to cross this line. And so it just saves a lot of heartache and a lot of heartbreak because you don't have to make the decision under pressure. You don't have to. You don't have to have all that peer pressure on you. You just have already made the decision. Oh no, I don't do that. I just don't do it. Period. Over and out. Cut and dried. Yeah, but come on. No, I don't do that. Right. Yeah, but come on. No, I don't do that. And you you don't have to mess with that because you've set a course. You've made a decision. You've drawn a line. That's right. And that's the way Christians can live. Well, and you can, and it and it takes building blocks on the inside of you. Like just reading at Psalm 119, before we leave the air today, if you'll take Psalm 119 and that's read it. That's a long it, psalm. It's, it's got 170, I'm trying to find it here quick, uh, quickly, 174 or 6 verses in it, and uh, 76. And... My suggestion Not to you... Not verses, but chapters. Yeah, it's 176 verses in Psalm 119. And every yeah. one of them, with the exception of about five, use a vocabulary word to describe your Bible. Commandments, laws, precepts, statutes, uh, statutes all of those vocabulary words. And it says, one of them says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And that's a question. The answer is, by taking heed thereunto according to thy word. And as if you'll fill your soul up, your mind, with the word of God, and read this out loud to yourself, especially out of the Amplified, because it gives you more vocabulary words by way of explanation to help you understand how to make the choice. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 talks about before your your eyesight goes dim, <laughs> before the real problems in life come, before you're having heart trouble, before you're having joint trouble, before all of these things happen in your life. Get some things straight, like Terry was saying, before you and the Lord. And, uh, you know, everything is going to hinge on your prayer life and your word life. You're able to make strong, sound, sane, determined Decisions oh, absolutely. that you don't go back on, and I love this verse. And go ahead. I was going to say you you set your course, <coughs> and, and I'm going to be a soul winner. I'm That's gonna, right. I'm going to be involved in winning souls, whether I do it personally, one on one, or whether I give to somebody to a missionary that does right. it, or right. I want, some way or another. I'm going to be involved in getting souls in heaven. So at the first year, you determine, uh, you you set a course. 
Right. You said, of course, that you're going to be involved in missions. You know, last Sunday in, in Conroe, Texas, with Pastor Sue Lanza, I taught a message that I've taught since, oh, I've taught it almost 50 years, that God personally gave me called Seven Bible Principles for Missions. Right. And I laid out seven Bible principles and said, Church, you need Wonderful. to be involved in missions because of these principles, not right. because of you see a need, not because you right. see poor people, not because or you see hungry yeah, kids, so not much. because you see all the, you know, everybody's moved when they see, uh, when they see tragedy, right. you know, earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes and floods, and we see people without, so we're moved with compassion and help them, and that's great, but that's a low way of being moved. You ought that's to be right. moved in a higher plane where you've made a decision, that's I'm right. going to be a giver. I'm going to be a blesser. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be involved in world missions. I'm going to hook up with uh, with ministries that, uh, that, that preach the word of faith uncompromisingly, that win souls, that have miracles, and, and you just make a determination. Uh, it's, like, it's like you make a decision to be a tither. I said, of course, it so helped me, God, I'm going to tithe. And then you just don't turn from that. And so there's things that you set your course. And right now, right now, this second uh, podcast of January would be a good time for you just to set your faith and just just make some decisions before God and say, this is how I'm going to live. I'm setting my course. Not a resolution, not a wish, not a thought, but this is a lifestyle that I am setting a path, setting a course that I will walk after and follow after the rest of my days. Well, America needs you. The world needs you. God's not looking, for, Ian Bounds said, for better me- methods. He's looking for better men, better women. People, that, you know, th- your your ability to set your course is going to come out of that is heart that Proverbs sure. chapter 4 says, that out of the heart flow all of the issues, issues of, of life. life. So you've got to start being better on the inside. And I've just told people, Terry's heard me say this, just try just try to improve. You don't have to change everything overnight or try to take it from from, you know, 0 to 100 miles an hour. Just try this year to make everything in your life 25% better. You're going to be 25% better at everything that you're going to do. You're just going to improve. And you don't have to just always put a number out there on it or anything. Just say, I'm going to be doing better. I'm going to have it better. I'm going to be more in charge. I'm going to have a more tender heart. I'm going to have a more sound mind and less emotional outbursts. I'm going to be, <laughs> there's not going to, I'm going to have less fear and more faith. I'm going to build myself up on the Word of God and the and my fellowship with the Holy Ghost. And then that helps you set your course. Then God's going to speak individually to every one of us something different. You know, He's got some way that He's going to help us. Except for achieve. missions, He's going to tell well, everybody missions. It's going to be by, <laughs> exactly, but it's going to be by every one of us hearing by the Holy Ghost. You're going to need to be stronger in prayer, commitment, less offendable, <laughs> less fearful. Um, all of these things God's trying to do in you, as Philippians chapter 2 says. Well, our time has gone for today. We are so thankful you have been listening with us, and uh, we just pray that whatever we've said today has been of comfort to you, it's edified you, it's uh, maybe corrected some things in your thinking, and then helped you get your focus that, you know, God wants to steer your course, like Proverbs says. He wants you to, to change maybe your destiny. He wants you to chart your course. He wants you to be able to do what He's called you to do and be much more fruitful than you've ever been in your life. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com and Terry Mize Ministry. Uh, dot org, and there you can find our preaching schedule, all of our 
products, everything is there. And then Terry and I are on Facebook. He's got Terry Minus Ministries Facebook, two personal pages, and mine as well. So as well as Supernatural Childbirth book page. And that's a really that's a different page yeah, altogether, and, and it's got the word book in it, Supernatural Childbirth book. And uh, several other people around the world have put up a page because of Jackie's book. That's right. Uh, they put up a page called Supernatural Childbirth, but that's not ours. Uh, I don't care about people doing that. I don't mind people doing that. I wish everybody well. But but if you're wanting prayer from us, advice from us, we're the originals. Right. If you're wanting to hear, get get attention, you know, get our attention, then you need to go to Supernatural Childbirth book. And uh, we monitor that, and we, we talk to you on that. If you need prayer, we pray for you, and so on and so forth. And I want to say one more thing before we close out here, uh, and that is uh, at the first of the year, I always tell you, I, I wrote my letter today. I wrote my, my monthly letter, partner letter today. is a little late because, you know, it's the first week, and I didn't get it out on the first. But uh, I told the people, send in, your, send in your prayer requests for the year, the things that you're believing God for for this year. Maybe you're believing for loved ones to be saved this year. You're believing for a new car. You're believing for a new house. You're believing for a new job. You're believing for healing or health. Uh, believing for a marriage, you're believing for, you know, for children and supernatural childbirth, believing to have babies. Anyway, whatever it is, at the first of the year, I always tell people, and I told you in the in the letter today, those of you that received my letter, if you don't get my letter every month, we send that to our partners. Uh, you can, you know, request it or become a partner, or you can just simply watch on our website. Our secretary puts it on our website uh, two or three days after I after I write it, about the time it gets in the mail, uh, she'll actually post it on our website, terrymizeministries.org. But anyway, uh, put those requests up so we can pray with you about them. Uh, I always present my requests to the Lord. You know, I, I told, I said in my letter today, I'm believing for a new ministry vehicle. A friend of ours, a dear partner, eight years ago, nine years ago, bought us a brand new Denali, paid cash for it, uh, all the bells and whistles. Wonder, it's been a wonderful blessing to us. We've driven that thing and driven it and driven. In fact, we just drove it almost 2,000 miles last week on a ministry trip. And uh, uh, but you know it's eight years old now, and it's uh, nine years old. It's time, and it's got almost two hundred thousand miles on it. It's time to be replaced. So I'm praying about that, and I'm praying about us being out of debt personally and being out of debt in the ministry, which we practically are. And there's just some things I'm believing for, and yet I know there's some things you're believing for. So uh, you will just believe God uh, together for each other. So send us your your prayer request, and and uh, and then I'd ask you two things: but praying for us this year. Uh, in March, here it is, January. In March, we're going to be almost the whole month in the South Pacific. Renee and I will be ministering in, in Samoa, in New Zealand, in Vanuatu, and in Fiji. Uh, and some other places may open up while we're there. But we'll be ministering pretty much the whole month of March, maybe even longer, uh, in the South Pacific. So we ask you to bathe that in prayer with us for salvations, for healings, for miracles. Uh, for the word being preached and people getting the word and living by the word and then believing God with us for the finances to go. That's an expensive trip to go to those four nations and uh, halfway around the world. So believe God with us on that. And then secondly, I've mentioned this to you before. I'm still not telling you the nation or the dates yet, but we're going to a uh, a, a, a nation this year where they cut your head off just to, to say Jesus is Lord, uh, where they attack, they've been, they're known to attack meetings, Christian meetings with suicide vests and bombs and guns and shooting and what have you. And yet we're going. I'm not telling you where yet. I'll tell you later, but I don't want the bad guys to know. Uh, and so we're going to blow in there and have a crusade. We're expecting anywhere from 50 to 70,000 people uh, at a crusade with miracles and blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, cripples walk. 
multiple salvations by the tens of thousands and people filled with the Holy Ghost. But pray with us, not just for mine and Renee's safety, but for the safety of the people that attend the meetings. Uh, that they that they won't be harmed, that the hair of their head will not be harmed. So bathe that in prayer with us, and we'll let you know as it gets closer to time to go, and so on and so forth. But those are two things: South Pacific, and then this uh, the nation where we want to go and and just preach the gospel where it's uh, not preached much. Amen. Well, we've helped you chart your course in prayer for us, and so we are thankful that you're there listening today and we will talk to you again next week and tell somebody else about the podcast we sure do appreciate all the listeners and the good reports that we get god bless you again and happy new year amen you're more than conquerors that's right you've been listening to a mize missions podcast for all the latest updates to our global projects speaking engagements and social media visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.